What's up, y'all? What's up? What's up? Welcome back. You are tuned in to Power 108.9. I am Ebony Emma Peel. Here with Armand Kadima. Yo, 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 you got it wrong again. It's Soul Malachite. We did this Here last we go. show. Here with Soul Malachite. And we are Conscious, conscious Intercourse. Conscious Intercourse. What's up, y'all? We intertwine spiritually. We entangle ourselves. <sighs> so we could evolve collectively. Yeah. You know, and raise the vibrations of our planet. So we consciously intercourse. You know, all that good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so Malachi, what's going on today? Oh man, we're evolving, y'all. Did you know that we are literally sitting on a little speck in the midst of this over expansive? We're just a piece of infinite universe. That's just yo can be. Yeah. I remember when I watched like Horton. Here's a who. And the whole concept of the who's the whoville being this little speck, you know, I I just thought it was some BS. I was like, what are they talking about, man? Like, just how, how can somebody be on a speck and have this whole entire like, you know, world with these you know interesting Big looking egos. people? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, we but just, it's like literally, that's what we are. Yeah. Allegedly, according to you know, astronomers and science and that's what we you know are. What I'm saying. That we are a little on a little speck and this yeah. universe is continuously expanding and expanding and like there are more grains of but sand. But make your of, speck yeah. be known. Literally. Make your speck be there, known. There are more universes than there are grains of sand. Yeah. That's a lot of universes, Yo, right? Yo, that is mind-blowing. I know, But right? not planets, but universes. Universes. Then there are grains of sand on the earth. Right. Yo, that's... That's mind blowing. Yeah, and today you know, is you know such a such a sad day. Unfortunately, is we it, lost what, is it, the queen of rock and roll, Tina Turner, baby. Like it's a celebration man, day, yo. He's celebrating her, her life because she lived an amazing life. She she, but it's still so sad to know that she's no longer with us. So. She taught us the greatest lesson in life. What what was that? What's love got to do? <laughs> got, got to, to do, do with it? Hey, <laughs> right? That's right. But a secondhand emotion. Secondhand yo. emotion. What? Hey, <laughs> what? Uh. Mm, going home celebration. <laughs> the great. Rest in peace. Condolences you know. to the family. We love you, Tina. Yeah. Always, always. Is it condolences when they're old, though? Oh my goodness. Oh my bad. Look okay. at. Yo, we got a. <laughs> today's a, an amazing day, beautiful day, you know, conscious intercourse again. Yes. We got a, you know, a phenomenal guest in the house today. Woo woo. You know, world renowned, you know, <laughs> inspirational speaker, motivational speaker, you know, actor, activist, you know, life coach, and so many other things. But I'm going to let you, you know, introduce yourself, you know, and kind of share to the world who you are and Ooh. Ooh, you know what I'm saying. I mean, <laughs> when, it, when you leave like that, I'm like, man, I, what do I say? Uh, what's wrong, world? My name is Sir Amazing. Um, I'm super Sir happy to Amazing. be here. I finally get to be a guest on Conscious Intercourse. Finally. Finally. I've been waiting for this moment. Um, <laughs> I know we shouted out Tina Turner. What's love yes. got to do with it? Came out in night. The movie came out in 1993. Mm. That's also the year that I came out. You oh wow! Me? Okay. Shout out to 93 with a great year. 93. And, um, you know, I'm from 93. 93. You feel me? But I'm from <laughs> Buffalo. 
for everybody who's tuned in right now. And okay. Buffalo is morning right now. Mm. So anybody who's familiar with uh, Benny the Butcher or Griselda, they dropped a collab album, I want to say maybe two years ago. And yeah. it was this white lady's face that was all over the country, mm. in L.A. and Times Square. And you didn't understand it unless you're from Buffalo. Mm. And her name is Claire. Okay. Claire passed away. Okay. Oh, wow. So my whole city is mourning because oh, I mean, if you're from Buffalo, Claire. I mean, yeah. you see, you just saw Claire all around. So okay. I just want to shout out my hometown as we, as we get into this 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 beautiful uh, intellectual journey of a conversation. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> this intercourse. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I told somebody in there, she's like, what podcast you going on? I was like, conscious integral. She's like, ooh. I'm like, listen. <laughs> Is that right? right? I'm like, listen, we have two brains. We have two heads, okay? Right? We have two heads, okay? Straight up. It's not all about that. It's not about that. No, it's that. not. That's yeah. right. School them. School them. Right. It's, it's a beautiful thing. But, um, man, thank you for sharing, you know. Um, it's also, you know, Jim Brown also, you know, transition. The greatest, yeah. right? The Fresh. GOAT, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, most people, Jim Brown is the GOAT, you know. Um, not only was he a GOAT on the field, but actually what he did, you know, as an activist, as a, you know, as someone who pursued his passion and purpose of serving the people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So um, it's a, it's beautiful to see how life, people can really make such a monumental statement with their lives and continue to continuously be relevant even after they pass on. There you go. Even in their grand of saying, saying, you know, presence, it can be big. Jim Brown is different. Like for me, when I think about Jim Brown, so on that summit was Ali, Kareem, Bill Russell, Jim Brown in the 60s, right? Yeah. And um, we we here. We're going to have this conversation because this is really how I feel. As a black man. I'm an African, but I'm also a black man. I'm not Dr. Umar when it comes to <laughs> uh, quote unquote interrelation, interracial relationships. Yes. But I do believe there's a power in not sharing assets when you have a, a name that's as notable as those names we just mentioned mm. when it comes to marriage. Mm. Now, Ali, obviously, Muslim, was, was Muslim. He was married to a black woman. Bill Russell, was not. Mm. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is not. Wow. Jim Brown was. Wow. And to me, I just hold that in the highest esteem because people may say, oh, back then it was a flex to have a white woman. But you sharing your assets. What's the biggest things that we as a black community lack? Ooh. Assets. Assets. Mm-hmm. So I don't judge anybody. No yeah. judgment, Tiger Woods. You do what you do. Yeah. I understand that. Mm-hmm. However... For me, for, for me and mine, so I look at the game. No, I can I, I can only share assets with somebody who looks like me because I know the power of having those assets. So major shout out to um, Jim Brown and his family, everything he represents. You know, like you said, we, we rushed for like what, like ten yards to carry or something yeah, like that one was, season. Like, just, come on, bro, it was just unheard, just unreal, man. Much, he was, much he was a freak respect of nature, man. for that statement. Yeah. That was uh, very powerful. You know. Very, very powerful. That's real right there. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's powerful because, you know, I remember one of my favorite Nas tracks. He talks about how he says athletes of today are afraid to make Muhammad Ali's statement. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, 
you literally got to stand for something, right? And Jim Brown was one of those people. Tina mm-hmm. Turner was one of those people. You know what I'm saying? I'm Absolutely. assuming Claire, you know, was one of those people, right? Oh, it's, man. you know, it's all about, you know, what are, because typically it's about immortalizing, you know, who you are as, a, right. as a being and your experience, right? Even though we are on a spec in this, you know, expansive universe, it's like, it's an amazing dichotomy to know that you're nothing and at the same time, everything. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's like mm-hmm. wisdom is knowing that I am nothing, but love is knowing that I am everything. I like that. Right? Absolutely. You know, that's, that's powerful. That's real. That's real right there. Sheesh. I got to let the world know something <laughs> as you just dropped that gem. Yeah. Uh, so he, he gave me this this great intro, right? Hey, <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> you ever seen the Matrix? Alley-oop. <laughs> Have you of, course. of course, of yeah. course. Well, this is my Morpheus. What? This is this is Yo. my Morpheus. Like, this is this is the this is the man who 2019 tapped me into audiobooks. Mm-hmm. 2019, we had a super deep combo, like reconnecting type combo, late 2018. Yeah, when I was kind of I was kind of getting into the books a little bit. Yeah. Right, was, hey, bro, you gotta. I'm going to start sending you books to read. Boom, boom, boom. And the book that really just changed my whole perspective forever is Think and Grow Rich, A Black Choice. Mm. Everybody yeah. talks about Napoleon Hill. Right. Think and Grow Napoleon Rich. No, 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 no. When you're black, you need to read Think and Grow Rich, A Black Choice. You need mm-hmm. to read about Wally Amos, Oprah. Oof. Read about all these different people. Mind you, I'm leaving a bunch of names out. Yeah. Read about Man, all these Mary people. Mary Mathune. Come, mm. come on. Bethune, <laughs> right. Like right. the whole storyline, <laughs> yes. right? To like actually yeah. have an understanding of the imagery of okay, I really can't, I really don't have an excuse to be lazy in my modern time because look what they did. That's yeah. right. With what they had. And like I say that with the utmost confidence, and I really mean it because my Morpheus, not just from the knowledge perspective, the wisdom perspective, but from the actual support, as in like I believe in what you're doing, as in, you know, we're gonna talk about a few things that have been done, but we're talking about somebody who like that's my big brother and i think it's important to make sure people get their flowers while they can while we talk about right. tina turner and yeah. all that and that's why I'm, I'm just happy to be here but i had to let everybody know like no that's that's really that's my love right like there. that's, that's the one who was like which one do you want <laughs> <laughs> red or blue yeah. pill what you gonna take you could take this that's awesome yeah. that's beautiful go to sleep or you could take this and and embark on his journey to become the one that's what's man, up that's beautiful that's man you know, I'm just serving my purpose, man. Being of service. Sure. You know, and even even when we talk about the Matrix, like I always tell people, like, the most profound thing about the Matrix that I discovered was that Neo was not the one. Mm-hmm. Neo wasn't the one. He wasn't the one. Okay. He was never the one. Mm. Right? Who was the one? Expand. There is no one. You can't. You gotta expand. Because one is everybody. Okay. Like, Neo was the only one that actually got to the point where he had to believe mm. mm-hmm. that he had something within himself mm-hmm. to have him rise and defeat the agents. He was the example. So literally, he was literally, he didn't think about it. He never believed. Even even the Oracle said he wasn't the one. Mm. There was no, he was never the one. Mm-hmm. He just, when he was, he just was the one when he was faced with life and death, he chose not to run. Mm. Think about that. He chose not to run in that instant. Mm. That's something because I was Trinity that ran. She got the, she she, ran. the movie starts with her getting the hell off. Yeah, because she, <laughs> <laughs> she didn't believe. Mm. 
She, she want no smoke. But see, but I think that was the whole point with all the, with them telling him he wasn't the one. He yeah. still believed that yeah. he was the one. But in the face of that, he like he, he it needed him to get to that point where he was like back against the wall. Like this is life and death. Right. Like what are you gonna do? Right. And he rose, chose to rose above, to rise above. So he literally wasn't the one. He was just the one that actually believed it wholeheartedly. And that's all that matters. Why did he believe it wholeheartedly though? Because he had Morpheus Ooh, who believed but, in him. But Morpheus had Trinity. He believed, you know, they had, he believed in a lot of different people. He just knew, Morpheus just always knew that somebody's going to get this message. Mm. Morpheus just knew that he needed somebody. He couldn't even do it himself. Right. But he just knew that if I could just find a true believer, someone that was just like so naive, just so like, you know, it's someone like a plant that seed where they've not been as corrupted by the world. Because mm. I think it's about fear. I think a lot of us are over-corrupted with fear. Mm-hmm. So it's to find the, the person that's the least corrupted from fear mm. because that person then has less to overcome because in their, na- you know, in their naive- naiveness, in their... Yeah. <laughs> Noviceness. Noviceness. Well, being naive. One words, yeah. you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I know, you know what you're saying. Mean. So um, <laughs> we'll figure out what that word is. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> Right. Got but it. yeah, so that was just interesting, you know, interesting point you bring that up. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And you yeah. got a lot you got a lot um you, you you speak on a lot of things. You have a uh uh not a podcast, but you have a um whatever that thing you have. Whatever that thing <laughs> you have. So, so tell us. Yeah. Tell us, okay, so look, tell us more about what you got going let me on. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Let me get Okay, so boom. Yeah. So <laughs> Have you ever seen a dog owner and a dog walking down the street. Of course. All the time. Who's walking who? Hmm. Who's walking who? <laughs> right? Hmm. Well, that's funny because... That's an interesting point. My dog typically walks me because he tells me where he wants. He, like, leads me. So I'm just there so he won't go off. But, yes, he walks me. Wow. Two people walking down the street. Only one person is dictating the pace. Hmm. Mm. Who's walking who? Okay. Okay. When I was in undergrad, me and one of my good friends, we used to drive around the town. We see people walking their dogs. We scream and go, hey, who's walking who? <laughs> <laughs> Did you really do that? It, absolutely. Crazy. Okay. Right? <laughs> absolutely <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Without question. <laughs> But All the point, right. the whole premise of, so it's been an IG live and I'm turning it into a podcast. So it's been okay. recorded as a podcast. But the whole point is, who's walking who? We talk about this conversation. So having people from all different type of industries, from real estate to mm-hmm. multimillionaire, business owners from mm-hmm. all over, actors, actresses, all type of backgrounds. We talk about what you do from a business side, but then we also tap into your values mm-hmm. because your values that you keep in all your relationships mm-hmm. are connected to the values you have in your romantic relationship. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, in every relationship we have, who's walking who? And ultimately, we're all walking with God, whether we know that we walk in ourselves or we're understanding that he always has a plan. So that's really what who's walking who is about. Mm. Okay, who's walking who? Yeah, I love the premise <laughs> of that. That is so that is, um, that is thought-provoking. Deep. It is. Yeah. So, so as far as relationships goes, and who's walking who? Ooh. Uh-oh. Let's get into it. Who's walking who? So <sighs> starting to sweat. No, don't sweat. <laughs> uh, the R word. Because in relationships, there's always you know, you know, 
particular roles that are supposed to be played, mm. right? Mm. And you got your masculine and your feminine, you know? So I, I don't know if I necessarily like the who's walking who because walking somebody means, it, to me, I, I, I hear leash, I hear control, I hear all of that. So in a relationship where you coexist, mm. who's walking who, M.A.? Well, let me wow. tell you something. Uh, I definitely don't get walked. Oh. <laughs> You're not getting walked. Okay. I'm not getting walked. Okay. I'm not on the leash. Okay. I pull the leash. Oh. Um, you know, we have roles. I think relationships all have their own identity between those two humans. Because okay. you talk about the balance between masculine and feminine. There yeah. are situations that we have a, a baseline that we can play yes. off of, whether people want to acknowledge or not. Right. Right. Whether you want to talk about, you want to go deep hard into the bible it's a baseline that we all can build off of right but ultimately that and i'm going to say it this way because i i'm in support of families mm-hmm. not trying to be offensive but i'm in support of families and it's mm-hmm. only one way to create a family it requires a man and a woman so in, the, in that dynamic between that man and that woman that relationship is going to be defined off those two individuals right i, I don't think it's one size fits all in those situations because there mm-hmm. are certain cases where things can shift life is Correct. life enjoy see the friend that's right for me. so there's there's that but for me personally i am definitely not on the leash <laughs> i don't think anyone should be on a leash um, some people like to be on a leash well <laughs> this is true of course some people like to be on a leash okay. some people want to be on a leash okay got gotta reel them in smelling if you're out there and you like to be on a leash and we ain't talking about fantasy foreplay (laughs) none of that but if you like to be on a leash please call in i want to hear from you because i i don't know anyone who would volunteer voluntarily be on a leash but it's also the leash is also conditioning right so if you look at it from a different perspective right because for me, a leash is that thing or notion or perspective or ideology that has been surplanted within you mm. that keeps you walking a certain type of way. So it doesn't have necessarily have to be someone walking you on a leash. It's a matter of saying, hey, you've, like the four agreements talk about, you make agreements to certain philosophies, ideologies in mm-hmm. life, and that becomes what walks you. That's the leash that's actually around your Okay, neck. metaphorically your, your, speaking, we is, get... Is, is, is these, it's the stuff Ugh. that Disney taught you when you were a little kid, kid mm. right? The music you listen to, you know, religion to a certain perspective, right? You know, the school systems, right? These are all things that have been conditioned and pro- programmed you to actually be that collar around your neck that's okay. actually walking you. Absolutely. So therefore, when you enter a relationship, based on your belief systems, right, and how you're vibrating, how you're operating... People choose to be on leash unconsciously. I think exactly. unconsciously, like you said, it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a state of mind. It's a yeah. um it's a condition. It's being conditioned and think understanding yeah. that you have to yeah. break those cycles. Because the last the last place you want to yeah. be on the leash is in your relationship. True, but even the whole premise around who's walking who. Think about right. a dog, right? A dog is domesticated. Mm-hmm. You tell a dog what to do, how to do things. You have to train a dog. You have to do all these things. Okay. Unknowingly, we are trained the same way dogs are. I agree. Yeah. 
but that's the cycle we trying to break that's why we having these intercourses yeah. and you know because we need to come take a to lot of intercourses consciousness <laughs> to understand we got to get off of this metaphorical leash <laughs> Like we got to get off of it, yeah. Especially mm. in a relationship, because nobody wants to be on a relationship. If you if, if you go and enter a relationship like that, it will not last. Like mm. saying that somebody's on a leash, no, absolutely not. Here's the thing: the other side of who's walking who, too. Mm-hmm. I, I use the two examples. I use two people walking down the right. street, right, and then the person walking a dog. Okay. Now, this if. We're in a court of law. My attorney spoke very well. On my <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, he he right. broke it down. Boom, boom. He represented Absolutely. his very well. Um, but I, I look at it like this, too. To me, and this is a person who I, I don't particularly like animals outside of lions. I look at a dog owner and their responsibility to a dog. I don't equate that quote unquote loyalty from a dog as some type of gift or to me, it's more to uh, how I view it. And this is based off of my experiences. Those are all tasks that have to be done for that situation. Mm-hmm. However, in a marriage, in long-lasting relationships, it does require tasks. It is tedious. It's Absolutely, re- require a lot of work. And when I'm saying who's walking who, even this the simp- the simplicity of just two people walking down the street, like who's dictating the pace? Some people walk really fast. Some people walk really slow. Exactly. You go to a restaurant and you can see a group of people talking at a table. But if one person pulls another person to the side, you see them whispering in their ear. Yeah. Who's walking who in that situation? Right. There's yeah. there's a dynamic that's being this this occurring, and that's what I'm really getting at within the relationship. Because like I said, it's not. <sighs> As a as a single, I've never been married. I don't have any children. I've been in unsuccessful relationships. There is an element of a leash that exists. Because that, that leash that exists may be okay. Maybe that's why you're in unsuccessful relationships. Because <clears throat> you believe that there's a leash. Um, is, so, <laughs> interestingly enough. I'm I just saying. Right? I'm just saying. <laughs> that, Right. Is, is 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 happy wife happy life a form of a leash? Come on, that is a leash. That is a that's a. If choker. you look at it that that's way, a choke. that's, I'm just that's saying. Hung See, that's is, what I'm saying. Is, is, like, is, that a, is that a leash? Happy wife, happy life. Yeah. Just that means she gets whatever she wants, and I just have to. No, I just that doesn't to, mean she gets whatever she the, wants. That means you keep the peace. That means keep her happy, keep her peace. You know, because we know, we know. What a woman. What about yeah. my piece? Everybody, it's, it comes. No, no, as long as you know. It says, it says, it it says happy <laughs> wife, happy <laughs> life. It doesn't say happy couple. I promise you'll be peaceful. It doesn't say happy couple, happy life. It do not say that. It's not what. That's, that's the conditioning. It's happy wife, happy life. Let her have it. Have what, though? What is, I mean, it doesn't the mean. Leash. Okay. Let her let have her, the leash? Yeah, let her have. Yeah, because that's pretty much what it is. I think it's all a, a perception. Every you know, mm. it, it's 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 a perception depending on your upbringing, you know, your surrounding, your 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 religion or whatever it is you come from. Your conditioning is how you will look at that. You know? the happy life, absolutely, happy absolutely. There's another way of looking at it. Yeah, I think there's many sure. ways of looking at it. Share it the woman way. is, you know, this. 
the woman. That's just, just, you know, a nation can rise no higher than a woman. Okay? Explain. The original mother, the first nurturer. Yes. Is the woman. Indeed. A child's first teacher is the woman. Indeed. Right? Yes. You protect the woman. You keep the woman sacred and safe. You protect the nation. 100%. That is what it, it's really simple. You know, these are the first teachers. You keep her healthy. You keep her good. You keep her mentally sane. You keep her right. Let her raise a nation. You're good. It's all on how you treat the woman. And the Correct. woman represents, you know, like you see the black woman right now. Right. They say, you know, the black woman is just in a bad state. And so, you know, why? Why is that? Why is that? Because my personal perspective is we only speaking from the American experience. Yeah. There was a dynamic that happened in the seventies that attacked the black community. Mm -hmm. specifically. Um, we talking about Vietnam. We're talking about so many times where women have, for lack of better terms in this situation, had to put on the pants mm -hmm. and when they had to put on the pants and they looking at you as a man, you can't provide, or you can't provide. And I learned how to protect us on our own. Why should I listen to you? Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of different programs that were literally bled into our communities mm -hmm. to the people who probably needed the mm -hmm. most nurturing as a, as a family unit that stripped the man of everything. Mm -hmm. And I think we're now in the aftermath of the misunderstanding, the misunderstanding of that's why I said relationships have to, you have to have your own dynamic within your relationship, but there has to be some type of roles, but it's yeah. not a misunderstanding. It's an agenda. That was the whole agenda. You break the black family that you you break the woman down. You take the man out the household. That's it. That's it. Who? But let me ask you this. Because you said break the woman down. Mm -hmm. so my interpretation is it's actually breaking the man down because that that sets off the whole that knocks off. Right. The whole by taking the man. Out, well, but you well, break the woman. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. No, go well, ahead. I was going to say because I was going back to the Willow Lynch syndrome. Yes. The Willow Lynch letter. Mm -hmm. What did they do to create the sense of perpetuation of a slave for essentially eternity? Take right? the black man out the household. No, they didn't take him out of the household. They buck him or they cucked him. No. They emasculated him. No, no, no. y'all don't know about the whole thing where they would they tie did all that. every limb to a horse. Oh, and go separate ways. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. In front of the family. In front of the family. So yeah. The, so the mother. So that's, they would take the mother. That's what I meant. In the wife. Yeah. Exactly. So they would destroy the black man in front of the black family. Absolutely. So then the woman would then be fearful of, so she would raise her son in fear of. To not be strong, to not exactly. speak up, to not, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. So it really began with the destruction of the black man. Right. And then, it, and then it was destruction of the black man. And now it's like, okay, because to them it was about having an allegiance of the black slave because it was all about how can we create this being that will continuously generate progenitor yeah recreate or bring forth children that will continuously be slaves forever absolutely and it and started with yeah go ahead weakening the black man the defender, the protector, the the, the rock, the strength. But the, what did you just say? After after being after a man being emasculated, the woman now fears. So when she now raises a son, yeah, 
she's now not necessarily speaking the life into him that he exactly. needs to be strong. So again, exactly. whatever she's instilling in that that young black man is what he's going to grow up to believe. Exactly, be to be weak and so even with all that, if she to was be still weak like and subservient, right, and domicile, right, that's where we are. So, so now, to go it's, so now it's like who's walking woo, right? The man is being walked. Who's walking? <laughs> yeah, because he's not. Yeah, he's being walked. He's just you know. Okay. Well, we got to change that. We got to so, change so how the we. Black woman ready for that? That's really the question. No, because the, the black, the black woman, woman ready loves, for no. what? She loves, she's not ready to no. empower her man. No, because is the. Why not? Why is she not? She's definitely ready and always she, she, has been ready. Because she wants things her but way. But he has to know who he is first. Exactly. He but... has to know who he is as a okay. black man. Oh, he has to know who he is. Yeah. But if she doesn't love who he is, yes. it's destined to fail. She doesn't accept who he is. Because you could say, well, he got to know who this he is. This is very when true. When a man says, and one of my biggest challenges was getting to a place where I was vulnerable enough to say who I was. Right. And I was rejected. Right. So now my ego is huge. So I have to try to mend my ego through this and deal with the fact that I was already going against my own guard of being vulnerable. And right. I'm speaking from my experience and I'm Gucci. But I can only imagine what it's like for him. The average man, I guess, in a way. So that that's that's the part to me where you ask if the black woman is ready. There are there are some that have good fathers. That's Indeed. a fact. We've got we have we see that more often now, but we also see a society that does not embrace the idea of women really holding them down. One of the things I used to ask women, I said, you know, why doesn't any woman want to be Coretta Scott King? Like Coretta is the reason why we have an MLK Day. Absolutely. Coretta is the reason why. Even from a distance, her understanding, like, okay, my husband's task in this life and his 38 years on the planet is actually bigger than just our family. Absolutely. It's across the globe. Like, he's he's changing, which means she was not a happy wife every night. She was, like, not, no, she she was, was never she happy. She had to sacrifice okay, the, so everything. That, that's that's a beautiful thing, right? And then mm. even even Michelle, and we're using these, like, these are, like, mega examples right, right. Yeah. but michelle has been more open about it within the last year speaking yeah. of her life well, i hated my husband for 10 years do we that's a that's a real life experience how yeah. many women in our modern world can understand that that might actually come with that man becoming who you saw him as that what you fell in love with it may fade away during some it may fade away in the illusion it may from a perception, right. it may not be there, but it's actually just some work. And I'm gonna use one more example as a '90s baby. I think about the movie Holes. You ever seen Holes? No, Holes. I'm familiar with it. I've no. seen the little, I don't know, preview <laughs> no, thing that the, the so, cover. Okay, '90s baby talk. Yeah. <laughs> so in Holes, right? It's a mom and a dad, and the family is quote unquote cursed, and the son is the one who ends the curse. But the dad's idea is removing the smell from stinky shoes. So that whole apartment. It smells like shoes. Mm -hmm. And that, to me, part of the ideal woman is when he's failing at this task, you can't be like Job's wife and say, curse God and die. Mm -hmm. You actually got to ride it out with him. If you really love him, that means you admire him. Mm -hmm. And if you admire him, that means you believe in him the mm -hmm. same way his mother did. 
Mm-hmm. And what I've come to learn, and, and this is just in my experience, my few years on the planet so far, mm-hmm. it's a very, very minute amount of women who actually understand that that's what a man needs. He needs you to nurture him the way his mother did, but not be his mother. Mm-hmm. That's to me, that's the piece where I don't know if black women are ready for that because we do have way too many options. We in Atlanta. I'm, it's, it's, this it's, is Atlanta. It's, it's way too many I, options. I, I must agree with you on that. I totally agree. Um, that's why we have conversations such as this. The audience agrees as well. <laughs> oh, in it? Oh, yeah. Oh, we yeah. dropping yeah. we dropping gems out here. Dropping, no. dropping some conscious intercourse no. out here. Uh-huh. Yeah. I totally agree with that. We yeah. need, but that's why we need to get back, you know, to the drawing table and, and re-educate our women, our, you know, the black community. What if we just wore more clothes, prayed more, yeah. uh, ate a little bit better? understood the value of sitting and have these dialogues table. with each other like the black yes. man need to sit down with the black woman <laughs> and share this not go and talk to everybody else have these conversations with each other this yes. is what i need from you this mm. is what you know this is how i need you to make me better we need mm. to have these real conversations and not let ego get in the way or like you said be afraid of rejection or mm. we gotta talk we gotta we gotta communicate my brother had a, a very valid point about yeah. men and wives, right? How we look at them, believe it or not, as our moms. I've been married for, it'd be 27 years in November. Mm-hmm. And one of the first characteristics that... Yes, congrats. No, that's real. <laughs> no, that's commendable. What do you mean? No, I appreciate that. But yeah. no, one of, one of the first <laughs> things about Tasha that one of the, the characteristics that I saw was I saw qualities of my mom. In mm-hmm. her, and that was very outside of her being attractive, you know what I'm saying? I want to smash, won't, won't, won't. But the more <laughs> I got to know her, like she had those characteristics of, of my mom, and that's what I fell in love with. But, and, and at the same time, too, like as a man, you gotta be, you, you have to. You have to be able to take a step back to say, okay, if if my queen, right, is, is, is advising me of the moves that I should and should not be making, then I gotta I gotta listen to that and not be mm-hmm. stubborn. Because once again, if I see you like my mom, my mom is telling me stuff to make me better, mm. and that's what my wife did for me over the past twenty seven years. So, very valid point, brother. Awesome, Man, awesome. Thanks, Mr. Producer. That. Thanks for coming. I'm not your shaking. producer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not your producer. I just engineered the show. <laughs> great point great point so yes yes absolutely absolutely and i don't i think it's um a lack of examples Mm. i think we have a lack of examples out here to show our women you know we have a we have a lack of successful relationships to say Mm. this is what it should look like a lot of people didn't grow up in within a two-parent household you know, the majority of people grew up with just a mother, just a father, and, you know, all kind of circumstances. So they lack the example. So we got to do better. And we got to have that dialogue, you know, whether we do it on a podcast, take it to the streets or whatever. Like these the, these young girls that you're saying out here naked or, you know, need to be covered. <laughs> they got to hear it from the men because that's what y'all looking at, though. That's what y'all are glorifying. We're, we're Social media. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna but you look. have to. You that have, don't mean I'm gonna buy. But, I see good food all the but time. But we I need see more of you actually saying it. We need you. Right. We'll, we'll, we'll take it to your podcast, take it into your social platforms, saying it. Look, sis, we don't want to see that no more. We want you to respect yourself. We want you to, you know, we want you to be nurturing. We want you to be examples to our children. They wanna. They need to hear that. That's what I'm saying. 
Yeah, but they hear, but they're they combat it. They're combative with it, right? They it's, it's like, oh, that's not my problem. If a man can't control himself, I want to be. It's hot. I want to be naked outside <laughs> in the summertime. This is me. This is who I am. I want to do this. You I like showing that. My, like it's like there's this lack of willingness to actually listen, right? To be or to be educated or to be, you know, corrected. Is it correct to enlightened? To, enlightened, yeah. I like, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. I like that better. That's a better word. It's a word that I've heard so many times from women when it comes to this particular topic. Empowered. Empowered. Mm-hmm. Oh, I feel empowered <laughs> if I show the world my body mm-hmm. because I'm. Come on, man. Are you yeah. serious? Like that. My thing is this, right? Everybody was raised differently. Mm-hmm. We have different perspectives. I am an African man who was raised by a single black mother. Mm-hmm. As I was being raised by my single black mother and on my family on my side from America, more, it's more American, even growing up, I still looked at them like, what's wrong with y'all? Mm-hmm. Like, this is not how we operate. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it was just in the blood. Our bloodline yeah. is strong. I don't know what it is. It was always like, mm-mm. That's, mm-mm. Even to this day, me and my mother would disagree about certain situations. Mm-hmm. Me and my mother disagree about a topic when it comes to, my mom is like, oh, we used to date. I can still be friends. I'm like, no, you cannot. You cannot be friends with your ex and you got a new relationship. That's what? That's out. Mm. That's a heavy no. Mm. You crazy? If you want to see what he got going on, then go be with him. You can't be in a new relationship with somebody else and still, that's, to me, that's a tie. That's a leash. Really? Who's walking who? Really? Who's walking who? Y'all don't got no kids. Mm. So you should let past relationships go. You shouldn't be friends with with exes when you're in a new relationship. My thing with that is, it's, Everybody's not the same. Uh huh. There's a song that I discovered by Donny Hathaway. It's okay. called Jealous Guy. It came out in the 70s. Okay. That song describes my perspective. Okay. Okay. I, I am a jealous guy. Okay. And what I learned too is that God is a jealous guy. That's what they taught me when this I was reading my Bible. That's what they so said. if you try to say, oh, that's an insecurity, I said, well, are you telling me that God's insecure? I've, I've, actually, <laughs> I've actually argued that to someone before. <laughs> mm. But, um, um, hmm. <laughs> But God is masculine. Right? <laughs> this one right, right here, man. You can't sing a song and he ain't gonna pull it up. <laughs> oh, man. Thanks, Michael. Thanks, Michael. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The interesting thing about it is, right? When we talk about God being jealous, God, yes. right? God is masculine. Okay. The God that we all know and have been taught about is mm-hmm. a masculine God. Mm-hmm. So therefore, that jealousy that we're talking about is a masculine trait. Okay. Right? Because a lot of times what I have discovered as we have these intercourse, even in my you know evolution as a human being, is that mm-hmm. there's this notion that men and women are the same. That whatever a man can do, a woman should be able to do as well. And whatever a woman can... It's like, it's this thing. It's like, that's what I'm saying. Who's walking who? It's like, oh, if a man does this, a woman should be able to do the same thing. Right? Mm-hmm. If a woman does things, a man should be able to... It's like, this, it's this 50-50 thing. They talk about, oh, we got to pay the bills. We're splitting everything. Like, oh, like, oh, so do you protect when somebody's... Like, if somebody breaks the door, somebody's going to break in four times a week. Are you going to protect two days and not protect the other two days? Right? Are you going to... That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Right, when somebody okay. knocks at the door at four o'clock in the morning, hey babe, it's your turn. Go get the door. This I got, I got the four o'clock in the morning knock yesterday. You go get it this today, right? Is is 
it's like there's this thing that I keep seeing that the me women, too. women won't be able to do everything that a man can do. I don't know why. And and vice versa. I don't agree right? with that either. That's what I'm saying. Know. But mm-hmm. exactly. But that's to me is big the biggest issue because we're expecting feminine it's the agenda. traits. Well, it's, it's, it's an agenda, but yeah. it's so ingrained in our the fabric of who we are. It's almost like DNA level deep, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's like women feel like, hey, I want to do the masculine thing. It ain't because you know we've saying? had to. We have to. We have had to do it. That's why. It's not that we should or we want to. Is that those roles we had to be put in because the men were taken out the household. So we had to head the household. We had to be the providers. We had to do all of that. So because we had to and we were in the positions where we did it and was somewhat successful at it. Somewhat successful. We feel like, uh, okay, we can do it okay. too. I don't agree with it. I believe, you know, the man should be the man and the woman should be the woman. Masculine, feminine energy. They need to both exist. You know, not more more masculine. More masculine and feminine energy need to exist. A man needs to be a man. A woman needs to be a woman. We also but, need to truly define what that actually, what is masculine exactly. and what is feminine. It's like we, these are cliche phrases now or, or terms. Because they I mean, people loosely, made it cliche. It's p- a people, real thing. People are loosely using, tossing these terms about femininism yeah. and masculinity. and what, But we're not truly defining what is masculine and what is feminine. Right. What are those traits? What does a masculine require to be the full potential, full version of a masculine being? And what does the feminine require to be fullest version of that feminine being, right? To me, it's two. It's, it's actually three books that that every man should read, and every black man should read. Think or rich a black choice. But the two books to me, when it comes to finding masculinity and understanding who you are, mm-hmm. is the way of the superior man, Woo! David Dida, Ooh, to really that's... understand your purpose. Each, ch- <laughs> if you just only read the titles of the chapters, yeah, you will walk away a better man. Okay. Mm. The other book. It's pimp by Iceberg Slim. Oh, under really, really get into the psyche of not only just how the feminine can react, but also one of the things that's most mind-boggling to me about the Iceberg Slim story is he only became Iceberg Slim because of his mother, Donald mm. Goins. The only reason why he turned into that cold-blooded is because his mother. He mm. watched how his mother treated men. Okay. He watched how his mother actually lacked love for the men that actually loved him. And that's a conversation that I don't think the black community is really ready to deal with. Mm-hmm. You're not really ready to sit and understand what what's the responsibility of a mother when you do have to step into that role, right? Like, so I was raised by a single mother, so mm-hmm. I, my mother's my hero. I'll forever appreciate her. We don't always have to agree on everything, but she's mm-hmm. untouchable. Like, I'm overprotective. Mm-hmm. There are roles and there are decisions that single mothers make that you can't just live frivolously when you have a boy, when you have a son. Just like a man cannot do the same thing with a daughter. Mm-hmm. Of what I can understand is that when you are a son and you watch your mother maneuver a certain type of way, it changes your whole dynamic. Like he just came and said that's the main qualities he was looking at when he found his wife of course mm-hmm. was attraction boom 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 but how can you love me like my mother loves me mm-hmm. so that has an impact that's a conversation that and this isn't my particular experience but I've had the conversations with from men that I highly respect mm-hmm. who told me there are there's a set amount of women that don't like to take the accountability that it comes from that because mm-hmm. you mentioned when we had to do this I'm like okay 
And there was a point in time in my life I had to walk on crutches. Okay? Yeah. I'm not doing it no more. Mm-hmm. I don't need to. <laughs> yeah. What do I what do I need to hold on to this? Why am I holding on to this this idea? It's like yeah. you know, I just started rereading uh Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen mm-hmm. Covey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess a lot of us need to be put in more situations where we have that paradigm shift. Mm-hmm. Right. Seek to understand to be understood. Mm-hmm. So when we have a paradigm shift, it like, oh wow. And he used he used two examples in, in the book because now because that's where I left off and I reached that point where he was like, when you're reading this, you need to make sure that you read it so that it can be taught to somebody else so you really take away from it. And he shared two stories. He shared the story of his daughter at her birthday, and um, all her friends got her gifts, and they want to play with the gifts they got her. She's like, no, no. And he's like. What do you mean? You're being selfish. They got to play. There's all these gifts you're going to share. Yeah. It's like, I had to sit back and look back and say, oh, my goodness. You Somebody has to have possession of something before they can give it. Mm. Mm-hmm. And he had that conversation. It was a paradigm shift because he had to look back because you would think, oh, yeah, y'all both are parents. So he'd be like, hey, no, they're supposed to share. But the reality of it is all she wanted to do is like, can I play with my toy before I share it with somebody mm-hmm. so that I can know what it's like to play with it? Because it was a gift to me. Mm-hmm. And that's a way we can understand somebody else's perspective. Then he shared another story. He was on the train and it's a father that gets on the train. Three kids are just obnoxious on the train. Yeah. And everybody wants these kids to shut up. So he goes up and says, hey, man, you know, what's going on with your kids? He's like, you know what? I probably should tell them to be quiet, but, you know, their mom just passed away and, um, we just left the hospital, so I guess they're kind of going through it. And he's like, oh, my gosh, it's a shift. Because mm-hmm. just that piece of information from a from the perception, I'm looking at it like, yeah. yo, get your, get your life together, man. What are you yeah. doing? Mm-hmm. But because I hear that little story, now I'm like, oh, my gosh, how can I help you? Oh my, I'm sorry. Yeah. Right? So I, I guess when we talk about what's the solution, I think the solution is in the conversation. Because exactly. that can open some paradigm shifts. But actions always speak louder than words. Mm-hmm. So we can talk, 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 talk. But what what are we actually going to do? And you know, one thing I'm happy to hear more people that more people are journaling. Mm-hmm. More people yeah. are meditating. Mm-hmm. More people are understanding themselves to be better beings in this experience. To me, that's, that's, that's the biggest key. That's, like yeah. you said, that, like, it, it takes a communication first. Yeah. Let's see, like, like, let's start that and see where that takes us. But it has to be, has to be communicated first. It has to be understood that a change has to come. And for me, it also comes to the point where we have to learn to love unconditionally, right? Because that's really, for me, um, the only way that we can feel empathy and compassion for one another when having these dialogues. Because a lot of times people get heated in these mm-hmm. conversations, they get emotional, they get heated, they get offended because we define what masculine is. Mm-hmm. We define what, you know, feminine is. And then there's this sense of rejection, right? Or the sense of like fear or denial, right? Um, and, it, and it's because we're so tied to these conditions, mm-hmm. these ways of lives that we've, we've adopted. adopted and have been mm-hmm. part of our fabric of who we are as beings in this, you know, especially in this Western culture. Mm-hmm. So it's learning to really, first and foremost, loving yourself, mm-hmm. right? 
unconditionally and accepting who you are wholeheartedly. Yeah. Realizing that the traumas, the, 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 the pain, the shame, all the things that you experience are part of who you are. And they're not bad things. They're just part of what has happened your to your evolution. life to lead you to where you are in this moment in time. That's right. So then you could begin to have, as you love yourself unconditionally, then you could begin to love others unconditionally mm. and have compassion for themselves. Because if you don't like, because you ever hear a lot of times that, you know, the issues that we have with, especially in relationships, are simply a reflection of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right? Absolutely. Anytime you get an argument with someone, whether it's a romantic partner, whether it's a business partner, whether it's a sibling, whether it's a friend, it's typically because it's something that is a reflection of you. Mm-hmm. It's something that's within you that when it's mirrored to you it's a trigger it triggers that's you. right right so so when we have these conversations <laughs> the reason it's triggering because a lot of times it's mirroring so we have to be able to truly face ourselves in the face mirror ourselves and yep. love ourselves unconditionally wow. to really begin to have these dialogues right yep. um and i think that's critical to really aiding this conversation unconditional this love that's a pox song ain't it Oh, yeah. you know it. <laughs> I'm like, this, this, this is one of his favorite pop songs right there. This is the song, bro. Oh, okay, don't. Don't play it. <laughs> he's definitely about to play it. He's definitely about to play it. Yeah. Wow. Uh, listen. Uh, <laughs> man. You can close us out with it. Man, listen. There's two things that, that, two ideas that came to my head when we were having this conversation. One, yeah. I, I remember I, I did this video about when you say unconditional love, right? Yeah learning how to be in God with someone and mm-hmm. I love someone mm-hmm. right because God is love God is love yeah yeah but we still separate love and God yeah. but when you really understand what God is right God is never going like he'll never turn his back on you you can mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what you do yeah. as long as you here as long as you're here on this planet you have a chance to rectify your relationship with God he's never going to turn oh no you don't pray to me Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not how it works, right? But if we can learn how to like be in God with someone, then we can open up that unconditional love. Yeah. And then the other idea, when we talk about masculinity, I think it is dependent upon the individual. Yeah. But to me, I'm gonna tell you, y'all gonna be happy about what I'm about to say. To me, the perfect representation of masculinity from a sports perspective is Michael Jordan. Uh oh. Oh no, I'm not gonna argue with yeah, you. I'm not gonna get excited. <laughs> Uh, Mike will Mike will he might yes. punch you in the face he yeah. might cuss you out but he was also crying on the floor when he won those championships that's what you call passion that's what yeah. you call I'm gonna run through a brick wall you can't be afraid to run through the brick wall mm-hmm. we gotta run you gotta run just as hard if not harder than me cause I'm me and you you Yeah. to me that's the perfect definition the other thing I'll, I'll do quick I'll hear that music yeah. <laughs> I've been watching The Sopranos I have a I have a love obsession for how the Italian mafia represented masculinity. Mm. Oh, yeah. I greet you with a hug, kiss, boom. That don't mm. mean I'm, I'm, I still might mm. pull your muffin cap back, Blue. Don't yeah. get it twisted. <laughs> Look at it twisted. We can come in here. I'm going to kiss you three times. Pull your I'm muffin pull cap you, yeah. back. Yo, yo, don't, yeah. don't cross me now. Yeah. You know That's I mean? right, though. But come yeah. here. Okay, look, we can see it. We can argue. You can yeah. cuss me out. Cuss me. F you, F you, F you. Yeah. All right, come here. Give me a hug. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love you. Mm-hmm. To me, that that's a healthy practice of, of masculinity that's yeah. right um deep deep conversation deep deep yeah, in yeah very profound very you know, very much so you know, f- full of wisdom you know 
full of and um, we can go on and on with this because yeah. it's so much to touch on so yeah. much so tell us a bit more about you what you have going on like any projects you know what do you want to share with the world what are you you know what's going on in your world yeah you know, before we you know copy that um appreciate it projects what's going on right now so first short film i ever first time i ever really looked at a script mm-hmm. right and entered in this international horror film contest we had 72 hours to come up with a script come up with a crew shoot post-production at 72 hours we had a 34 person crew we shot for 14 to 16 hours and this film was submitted in a contest that had 70 films across the globe okay we won six different awards for that awesome film. congrats yeah, thank you thank yeah. you nice. first time ever doing first, anything like that first time i ever stepped in front of camera and asked them memorize a script okay so just to be a part of that was special so stay tuned for when bitten is going to be released yeah. we just win awards okay um and then from there as well i just actually executive produced a, a comedy it's a short film it's okay. a comedy about an alternate reality where we no longer have to eat food everything we need nutrient rise comes in a pill mm. however on the black market chicken sandwiches so shout out to scoville and buckhead for the chicken right. okay. <laughs> uh, twinkies right yeah. oh, it's healthy snack mm. guy has a date and at this time, this is thirty. This is alternate reality, but in thirty years, nobody's had to go to the bathroom because we haven't had pills. Oh but he, wow! He eats food on his date, and I can't even say what the name of the film is on on the airways. Okay. But y'all know what that that S it starts with S ends with a T. Okay. <laughs> Rhymes with it. Right. <laughs> got you. Got you. It's, um, it's cool. Okay. All right. Nice. 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 Yes. Well. People, I'm sure you know listening yeah. in. They would, they would want to follow up with that. So let us know where we could find you. Oh man, we want to watch. I want to watch that film. Yeah, like, yeah. Watch yeah. films at. So, we, yeah, so we, 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 just you can find me on Instagram at Sir Amazing, but it's spelled the right way, not the wrong way. So it's A I M E Z I N G. Um, you can DM <laughs> me to get the info on that. Right now, as a team, we're still working on everything because it was like with the. There's a certain things we had to do as far as the contest goes, for as okay. far as bitten. Okay. So there will be a premiere that we'll be doing for that. We'll do another premiere for the other film as well. Um, IG is, is really the best way to contact me. That's what's up. Awesome, awesome. Sir, amazing. Sir, amazing. Thank you so much yeah, you for, for joining passion. our conscious intercourse. Yeah. Yes, and sharing your wisdom and insight. We appreciate you, and um, hopefully we have you back on here. Got you. Absolutely. Unconditional love, y'all. Y'all heard it. That's what it takes. See y'all next time. Conscious intercourse. Until next time. <laughs>